3D printing human hearts. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Dr. Karen Panetta, computer engineer, inventor, IEEE fellow, Dean of Graduate Education for the School of Engineering at Tufts University and founder of Nerd Girls. Welcome, Dr. Panetta. Thank you. Happy to be here, Tanya. So how did you become involved with the IEEE's health and wellness initiatives? Well, I've always been involved in artificial intelligence, and I've done so much outreach and studies with the populations for autistic children and using medicine. So the AI study just happened to be a natural extension of that, where we got to ask this question to millennial parents about their uses or understanding of AI. And what happened was we had the study, and now I've been able to use that to disseminate what AI really is and get perceptions of how the public thinks about it. How has the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated the adoption of emerging tech solutions in healthcare? That's a really good question because we did this study a couple of years ago and the findings with you know using AI, parents from across the world had very different perspectives. So in the European countries, they were more willing to use it but still not very strongly in the US, forget it, even though that technology is pretty much being developed here, the US parents were like, no way, I don't want you know anything fake. I don't want any medical stuff for my kids. But since the pandemic, it's like you, either, you, you have to either jump on board or you have no choice. So that's, I think, what's been the huge mind shift is I need to do this because I have no other alternative at this time. The IEEE looked at using 3D printed hearts with children who need heart transplants. Tell us about that. So one of the nicest things that's happening is what I call a interdisciplinary advances. So you've got 3D printing, and we think of that as using plastics. And they've now advanced that to tissue engineering. So now you can take cells and grow tissue. So originally, I thought, well, this would be great for burn victims and, and to replace skin grafts. And they've been doing things like that. But to grow organs is, you know, that's almost like science fiction. So they're actually doing this with specific cells from your own body. And so part of the motivation is if you, you know, have to be on a donor's list and you have some sort of affliction, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a ticking time bomb. You've got to wait. And if you don't get that heart donor or other types of organ donor, this could be your child's life. So again, parents are in this position that if my kid's life depended on it, yes, I, I would do this. You do, you know, you'd go to any measure to use this. So now people are becoming more comfortable with it because tissue engineering is evolving and because other types of medicine are evolving to replace, um, you know, tissues and bodily functions and arteries and we're getting used to it. So I think as you see more and more incremental advances in the technology, people become more comfortable with it rather than, oh, wow, this is, you know, wow, blue sky stuff that I've never heard of. So 63% of everybody globally said, yes, I would, I would consider doing this if my child's life depended on it. And since it's using your own cells, which, you know, for rejection types of purposes is really much more beneficial. That's another thing is you're using your own cells to grow this tissue. So you have less rejection. So that's another advance. And again, that makes parents more comfortable that it's, it's, you know, it's your own kid's cells and it's your own um, relation cells and things like that. So I think that makes people more comfortable that's part of them rather than something really 100% artificial, like a plastic heart that people are used to think about old, in the olden days. 
So how, how much of this technology is being used? How far advanced are we? And this is already being done. Is that correct? Yes, researchers have already created a, an, an entire artificial heart with the, you know, the, the arteries and things like that built on scaffolding tissue using um, biological materials from your own cells as well as some other, um, other uh, uh, animals, I guess, uh, uh, animal cells. And in, in, uh, they've only tested it on animals though. So they haven't you know, I, I don't think that, but I think we'll hear about it when they have the first human uh, artificial heart transplant. But I think that we will see that it, coupling AI with 3D printing, the things that we're learning from artificial intelligence is helping us develop advanced technologies like this much faster, much faster reach, much more informative rate, because what it's doing is it's AI is taking all this information learned from all the experiences of doctors from um, in this field, millions of cases to test and verify and to be able to expand our understanding of how humans work, you know, how our systems work. So I think you're going to see within probably within the next five years, you will actually see a live human heart transplant. So then what do you envision being the most impactful emerging technology in regards to healthcare for this coming year? For this coming year, I really think it's going to be twofold. One is using the ability to um, monitor remotely, uh, you know, healthcare and provide in, uh, diagnostics and maybe robot operations and things like that for communities that might not have access to skilled doctors. So maybe I have a, you know, I'm here in Boston and of course you're not, you don't want me to operate on you, but maybe I'm here in Boston as a physician and I am in a third world country that might have a robot, one robot facility, and you can have that expert remotely um, do that operation. And that would really provide new avenues for communities and populations that never had access to healthcare before. And the other big thing is being able to do diagnosis of conditions, um, you know, remotely and, and artificial, like chatbot types of experts. And normally when we think of a chatbot, we think of, you know, something that's just going to tell us here, buy this. You, you looked at this website, go buy this. And, and now for healthcare, again, the artificial intelligence, it's all about collecting disparate data from, you know, millions of, of points of view and being able to, you know, come to some sort of convergence on, Hey, based on your specific scenario, here's what you know what a diagnosis is versus you know um, oh my arm hurts oh it's broken you know it's like no that that doesn't help me so now it's more tailored I would say the recommendation systems are more tailored on your own healthcare and security of your private data is also probably one of the most profound advances because we want to make sure that while AI is collecting all this information on on us to help inform the public and create better healthcare for everyone, that somehow my own identity, my own um, you know, personal healthcare is not being used against me, either for insurance purposes or you know, somebody stealing my identity, things like that. So, so that's the other one. And, I, so, and then the other big one, I would have to say, in the age of COVID, we cannot talk, you know, not talk enough about how um, AI is informing new medicines is not just robot surgery or not just artificial hearts, but how it's 
new, uh, new, new developments in medications, prevention, understanding the disease, understanding the spread of the disease, and being proactive in new measures to keep us all safe. So that's the other one. And then disinfecting. You know, we, I, I see so many people trying to disinfect, you know, humans and uh, work is doing that. Robotics to do disinfecting and detection of where these germs are and where they're congregating is really profound. And in our study, I just have to say that, you know, Asian countries really wanted robots for doing this and diagnosis and stuff like that. In the US, they wanted nothing to do with it. And now, you know, everybody's on board. Dr. Karen Panetta, computer engineer, inventor, IEEE fellow, Dean of the Graduate Education for the School of Engineering at Tufts University and founder of Nerd Girls. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? They can go to transmitter.ieee.org to see the results of the study. And there's lots of contact information up there. And you can always ask us questions and we'll always be happy to have someone get back to you. So thank you. Thanks again, Karen. And find more of my interviews right here iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.